When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Joining us from Stan Sport over in uh, Australia is Nick Ricardo. G'day, Nick. How you doing? Ricardo, Marshy, hello. Nice to be with you. Thanks for doing. Thanks for taking the call, mate. Thanks for taking the call. Uh, tell you what, there'll be it might be a few people in uh, in Queensland a bit nervous about the uh, the visit of the Drua next Sunday after what we saw yesterday. <laughs> Yeah, they were uh, they were good, weren't they? And what about the the crowd up there in Lautoka as well? It was um, it was unbelievable to watch, and um, yeah, a lot of self belief now for the Fijians. But I think travelling is still going to be an issue for them. They're going to be hard to beat at home, uh, but uh, whether they can start putting together wins on the road, that's going to be the the issue for them. But yeah, and and you've got to say that the Reds aren't travelling great at the moment. I think that um, that win in Melbourne during Super Round over the Force might have papered over a few cracks for the Reds. Nick, thanks for joining us, mate. I, I know you're making your way home, so appreciate your time on a Sunday. Um, wanted to ask you about the Reds. Uh, I saw James O'Connor was uh, back on the field um, for them again last night, and um, you look across that side, and they are a very good side, and quite a few Australian internationals in it, but at the moment, they're just struggling to find their mojo. Well, what's going on with them? Yeah, they, they do look a little bit sort of disjointed, don't they, Marcy? And, and last night, and, and even in a practical sense, um, you know, around the breakdown, you compare the two teams, the, the Brumbies so well drilled at everything they do. And, um, yeah, the, the Reds are just looking like uh, a little bit like a team of individuals. Uh, it's it's hard to say. I, with In terms of the coaching up there, there's always speculation um, Around, well, I think I think it's accepted that Brad Thorne this will be his his last year. But it's almost like there's a, a, a ceiling being reached um, for the Reds that uh, they haven't quite improved over the last uh, couple of years. And, and you look at that team on paper. And I said to Brad Thorne last night we did a, a warm up in the interview. And you know when you got James O'Connor and, and Jock Campbell sitting on the bench, um, it's a pretty good team. Um, I think they're missing Peniela Tupo at the moment in terms of, you know, around the, the scrum and even the carries around the park. It's just uh, it's just not quite working for them at the moment. They're a little bit clunky. It feels like they've had a couple of halves that have worked well, right? The first half against the Canes, they were right in that match and I thought, you know, they could, they could take the second half and they fell away second half. And it feels like, uh, you know, last night against the Brumbies was a bit the same. They weren't quite there in the first half, but kind of clicked more for them in the second. It feels like there's a performance coming from them, right? Yeah, and, and but the, the problem is, Ricardo, it's kind of felt like that for a couple of years. They've been playing games like that for, for two or three years. Um, you know, even when we were playing on our own here on this side of the Tasman during COVID and they won at Super Rugby AU Championship. Throughout that year, um, consistency was a real theme for them. I, I remember in, in post-match interviews, they were like, you know, we, we just need to put 80 minutes together. And um, so so that's what I mean. It hasn't, it hasn't kind of developed. It hasn't um, moved on from 
from where it was two or three years ago. In terms of that, they just haven't been able to, to put together the, the consistently good 80-minute performance. Which is what the Brumbies are doing. So, you know, they're impressive. Uh, everybody here in New Zealand, including the players, uh, know how dangerous they are. They're well coached, they're well drilled. So we'll skip skip on past them and <laughs> and, and, and have, have a bit of a dig at what's going on with the Waratahs getting tipped up by the Rebels last night. I couldn't be more impressed with their growth last year, the young talent coming through, uh, you know, some guys that got opportunities in the Wallabies on the end of year tour. But, mate, again, another team that's just really struggling. What's going... What do, what do you see is going wrong in that environment? Well, it, it looked to me, Marcy, like a bit of a, an attitude problem the other night. They, uh, they didn't start particularly well. They got the momentum back early in the second half. And it just felt like they expected to win. It's a really... Um, a really interesting way that they've gone into the season. So you think back and back at home at Allianz, uh, they were really determined to uh, re-engage the crowd. You know, the crowds had followed them to the smaller venue at, at Leichhardt Over, which they'd packed out a couple of times, really good atmosphere. And they, what was it, eight wins, I think, last year they got, and that was yeah. eight more than the year before. So they'd, they'd progressed. Um, but DC was sort of, Darren Coleman was saying... Listen, with the players we've got back at home, we need to win. We need to win consistently. He he was saying we're a top four team if we don't make top four this year. So so that created this expectation and pressure straight away. Um, whereas, really, are they a top four team? I mean, if you line them up against uh, the Crusaders, the Blues, uh, the Brumbies, got the, the the way the Chiefs are playing, even even the Hurricanes, are they? going to mix it with those teams consistently. Um, you're pro- probably not at this stage. They're still a developing team. And and that eight wins last year was probably about right. Um, but mm. even, you know, you talk about those players that they developed uh, that, that went on that end-of-season tour. Mark Nwonganitawasi is one of them. Lange Gleeson is one of them. Um, they're still really early in their development. So to be expecting them to put out consistent performances week in and, and week out and and uh, and compete against the best sides in the competition. It just doesn't feel like they're quite there yet. Having said all of that, they should be able to beat the Rebels. Um, and with the players they've got, you line those two teams up on paper, they should be able to beat the Rebels. They just weren't there the other night. And we talk about that, that sort of sense of disconnection around the Rebels. There was a bit of that with the Tars as well. They're not looking quite as well drilled as, let's say, the Brumbies, for example. So, yeah, they're, they're probably uh, not quite the team that all the talk would suggest they are just at the moment. And they're missing you know, a guy like Angus Bell as well, you know, with a bit of that test experience mm. up front. Um, I, I think that, that the front five, um, that, that tight five is is probably not to the standard that you would necessarily need uh, from a top four team. Um, and, you know, Ned Hannigan was a late withdrawal. Uh, Dave Parecki was a, a late withdrawal. Um, they missed those sort of harder heads in the pack. So still some work to do for the Tars. 
Yeah, I was going to ask you, Nick, uh, earlier in the season, or pre-season actually, I talked to a couple of people out of Oz who suggested that the Waratahs could push the Brumbies to be the top team out of Australia this year, uh, based on what they'd seen last year and the talent they had coming through. It looks like there's some way off that. And I, I got to thinking and looking at all the results we've seen from the Australian teams outside of the Brumbies, and I'm struggling to figure out who's going to be the second best team out of Australia. Have you, have you, have you got a take? Yeah, good question. I mean, the, the Waratahs, the Waratahs really should be. Um, it's funny when you start comparing teams with the Brumbies, and <laughs> it's Marty. You know, you, you would have heard our guys say this year on year in terms of that they talk about identity and and uh, knowing the type of rugby they want to play. But it really is true when it comes to the the Brumbies. They know exactly the game that they that they want to play. Um, and we saw it against the Blues, the way that they can strangle teams as well. They've got these different facets to the game. They're so well-drilled and they know their identity. I look at a team like the Waratahs at the moment, I'm not sure they could say, you know, what do we want to be? How, how do we want to play this game? I, I'm just not sure that that identity and, and clear direction is there like it like it is for the Brumbies or or the Crusaders, for example, you know, who are so well drilled and, and know their identity so well. Um, but yeah, in terms of the second team, you know, I think the potential is there for the Tars and, and maybe it's a little bit too much expectation too early. With that list that they've got, if they can keep it together, maybe it is a a next year or year after that we'll we'll see them rise, but it just doesn't seem like it at the moment. Mate, you're in Melbourne uh, on the ground for Super Round. Um, what, what were your impressions of how, how that's playing out in terms of, you know, is it viable? Uh, were there good crowds? Do you think it's a, a good initiative? And then secondly, what, what kind of did you make of your sort of live experience of the New Zealand rugby franchises? And obviously uh, the, the Blues did get tipped up by the Brumbies. Yeah, um, all, all good questions, Marcy. I thought you were going to say, what were my first impressions of Joey Wheeler having never met him before? <laughs> so that was, uh... well, so, uh, you know, you, mate, we've got open floor for that. Off you go. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, from from our point of view, from uh, from I think Marcy, you were there that first year, weren't you? Um, from yeah. from memory, yeah. you came over, um, and from from a broadcaster's point of view, that's that's one of the best parts of the weekend, getting to do this sort of co-production with with colleagues in New Zealand, and it's just so much fun. So from a work point of view, it's it's a great weekend. It's a, it's a lot of fun. Um, the event itself, I just think it's it's a bit of a sleeping giant. If, if there could be sort of more cohesion between uh, the broadcaster, uh, the teams, the the promoters, if they could all, if we could all come together and work on it being an event um, where you know you think you could have bands. They tried with with Dale Braithwaite, but you could have bands all weekend, and and it could be a real festival. You've got a whole precinct around that that um, that place at Amy Park where you could have your food trucks and your and your rugby yeah. clinics and all that sort of thing. It, it really does have potential but I think it averaged like 15 or 16,000 across the weekend per day that's just not enough to make it sustainable in the long term future and the reason I don't know whether this is really being talked about but my understanding is the reason it ended up in Melbourne it was put out to tender and the Victorian government was basically the only bidder um, so if we could get some competitive tension in the in the bidding and, and take it to a, 
I don't know, a, a Brisbane or an Auckland or a, or a Wellington, I think that it could be something very special. I'm just not sure at the moment that Melbourne is the place for it. Um, you know, it, it's, it's a great fun weekend, but I'd just love to see, you know, 20 or 25,000 people there every day because we got a hint of what it could be. You know, when the, when the Drew were playing, for example, and, and that, the Pacifica crowd was in, it was awesome. It was, it was so good. Um, so you just got that hint of what it might be. But in terms of um, seeing the teams up close, I guess I was encouraged um, by the competitive nature of the weekend. Uh, it wasn't like it might have been a couple of years ago. I remember when Australian teams, what was it, they go 25 or 30 games or something. They couldn't... They couldn't remember it very well, Matt. Yes. Very, very well. <laughs> <laughs> but it was... It was just <laughs> thanks, yeah. Um, it was just um, it was just dire, you know. And luckily, uh, this time, um, you know, head to head in a in a, a showcase, it wasn't like that. Every game felt like it had competitive tension in it. Um, you know, the 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 uh, the rebels coming back, for example, you know, making that a game. Um, Moana Pacifica coming back, making making that a game. Um, unfortunately, there were a couple of blowouts towards the end, particularly the Reds, you know, over the force, um, which may well have papered over some of those cracks, as I mentioned, for, for the Reds. But um, yeah, I, I just, I loved, I think we all love seeing the New Zealand teams on this side of the ditch. Um, but it is also good to see uh, the Australian teams being able to be competitive and in uh, in the case of the Brumbies beating the Blues, getting a win. And, and that was that was big for us because it says to the Australian public, because as you know, we always think long-term about the Bledisloe and about the World Cup. It says to us that when, when we've got a, a core of players who uh, can go out and beat one of the best sides in New Zealand, then maybe we're starting to get back on track a little bit. Nick, do you think... I, I looked at the draw and I thought maybe that they, they got the draw a little bit wrong. and Not that it's going to fix everything, but I just thought, if we're in Melbourne for this super weekend, I want to see New Zealand team versus Australia team the whole way through and maybe Moana versus Drua. Um, we only had two of those matchups over the weekend. Yep, no, that's, that's, a, that's a fair call. Um, yeah, no, absolutely. And I, I think that, uh, that maybe that's something they, they do need to, to think about. Um, yeah, I, I don't know what the thinking was behind that, but whether that's just in the end, maybe that lack of lack of forethought and lack of cohesion around the whole event itself, maybe that's just another facet of that. Yeah, potentially. All right, okay, listen, mate, really appreciate you coming on and having a chat to us here on the Bunnings Trade Rugby Run, mate. Uh, I appreciate your time. Go well and uh, keep up the good work over at Stan Sport, eh? Yeah, thanks for that. Um, yeah, great, great fun. And uh, and as I said, um, anytime you guys are up for a chat, I'm up for a chat. Yeah, mate, good stuff. Cheers, Nick.